0: I'm Dave Hill. I was born and raised in America, but my grandfather, Clarence Vincent Blake Sr., was from Canada, Clinton, Ontario to be exact. And when I was a kid growing up on the mean streets of suburban Cleveland, Ohio, my grandfather would thrill and amaze me and my siblings with tales of his mysterious and magical homeland located just across majestic Lake Erie. My grandfather's been up in that big hockey arena in the sky for over 30 years now, so I figured it was time I finally learned more about his country, which is why I started this podcast, on which I try to learn more about Canada, one Canadian at a time. This is So You're Canadian. Hello. Today I come to you from New York City once again. Um, and joining me is the Brains Beyond the Operation, Mr. Chris Gersbeck. Hi. The first time um, I making a you know a voice appearance on the show. Unless you've added stuff that I just haven't heard. No, I haven't. But I was on the live the uh, live Oh that's episodes. true. Why am I I have a memory of like a, a brain damaged Person or or not a not, few, a, not or a puppy. I mean, it's a few weeks. Ago. Puppies only have. I've, I don't know if this is true, but they supposedly the memory is only for half an hour, which would be pretty really? cool. Great way to live. I don't know if I believe that. I'd heard that once as a child. Anyway, um, but yeah. So I take it all back. You've been in. You you have appeared on the show. I'm an idiot. Um. Anyway, this is so you're Canadian. so you're Canadian. With me, Dave Hill and Chris Gersbeck here, who's it's making his record second appearance on the show. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. I no, I was going to say this is the last episode of 2019, but I'm wrong. There's two more to go. Be I two think. more, yeah. whether you, like, <laughs> whether you, Chris or any Lucy or anyone else likes it or not. More to come. Um, thanks to our friends at Maximum Fun, and uh, thank you to everyone, all the nice notes. We still have to thank some people out loud. and... Uh, So many nice emails come in, people listening to the show. Um, I'm realizing I'm I'm basically uh, having a a sugar crash now. Oh, I was going to say. It's It's really disjointed. The beginning of a meltdown. It's the beginning of a meltdown. No, it's um, normally I'm just hyper-focused, but I think between, you know... We've just finished recording an episode of our other podcast, History Fluffer, and uh, I'm just coming down from that wild high. Mm-hmm. Um, but very exciting episode of So You're Canadian today. Uh, Alana Harkin from Full Frontal with Samantha B is, our, is uh, coming up moments from now. Uh, I met her. She's from The Hammer, Hamilton, Ontario. Do you ever, have you ever been to no, Hamilton? No, I've been to Hamilton. That's where Tim Hortons started. I've had Tim Hortons in in Hamilton. That's like... Did they have Tim Hortons here? Does it exist? They did, I think. But then someone was saying it's... There was one like a few blocks away, but now I heard they're gone. They were just like, you know what? We're out. out. That's what I heard. I don't know if it's true or not. I I don't eat a lot of donuts, I have to be honest. I eat too many donuts. Oh, no, there is a location here. Yeah, there's a few. No... Tim Hortons, there's plenty of locations in America. Um, I don't know why people were trying to say this was the case. But uh, anyway, I digress. Though, yeah, one permanently closed. Um, now I'm going to zoom out the map of America. There's not... Oh, my gosh. Not many. Oh, there's plenty. It seems to be... An East Coast, yeah, only on the East Coast. I'm looking. Uh, though this map may not, may, may not be a- accurate because I've zoomed out to all of North America, and it's not showing there are any in Canada, which we know is not true. Oh, uh, I like when uh, when uh, chain restaurants are just like regional, like Rory Rogers or something. Yeah, and in Canada, there's Canada Brew House, I think, uh-huh. and that's only in Western Canada. Yeah, and uh, they have large screen TVs there. I went there in Moose Jaw, not to brag, or the Greater Moose Jaw area. Um. Anyway, what I was gonna say is, I met uh, as anyone has been following my career from the very beginning is well aware. I am, uh, have on a number of occasions, been on full frontal with Samantha B. Yes, as a sort of ancillary character. Is that the word I'm looking for, or even pronouncing right? I think so. Um. Anyway. So, um, and that's how I met her. I, I was on the show with her. I believe I later found out. I think they only ran that segment. I was we were on together online. I I think probably because uh, I swore too much. No, I don't know why. Um, anyway, but uh, she's hilarious, an absolute delight of a human being, and this is some next level stuff. She. Um, You know, she was coming over to my lovely home, and she said, um, she hinted that she was bringing food. I think she said, don't eat, maybe, or something. I could look up the email. Anyway, so she shows up. In Brooklyn, there's a Canadian deli called Mile End, named after Mile End in Montreal. She shows up with two poutine... For both of us For each of us Oh wow And then Smoked meat Sandwiches Ooh Um Like um, uh, Montreal These are Montreal delicacies From Brooklyn Um We need more guests That bring food I know Or just people in life That bring food I think Um So I was so excited I I, Though She said the same About herself I'm I'm off Uh Meat These days of, of, I still eat some chicken and fish. I'm digrat mm-hmm. you know, not to fully go down to my dietary habits, but uh, I said on this day I will make an exception, and I, I had that sandwich. It was delicious, um, and so was the poutine. And now, uh, and you, you know, they say poutine doesn't travel well, but I, I disagree. Well, the fries usually probably get mushy, right? The fries were compromised a little bit, yeah, but. Uh the whole thing was great and uh so I can't thank her enough for that. It was just uh so we had a great time. I, I had a great time. I hope she did too. I can't speak for her. I'm not gonna speak for anybody. But um and uh we talked about all sorts of stuff. We talked about Canada, of course, we talked about coming to the US, we talked about Quebec, where her husband is from, mm-hmm. and uh and so many more things. Do I want to say many more things or other things? Why why is my knowledge of English not great, given it's the only language I I can really speak, arguably? Either is acceptable. Anyway, here now is my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with Alana Harkin of Hamilton, Ontario, even though she lives in New York. This is from Mile End in... In Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yep. But you're saying your... Hu- and I I don't think this is controversial, and I'm sure they've heard this sort of thing before. But your husband would not sanction.
1: No, we've lots of... It, we, he, we really... Listen. We really uh, like it a lot. We feel um, lucky yeah. that we have something like this here, because we are addicted to this kind of food at certain <laughs> times. Um... And But, I mean, the best place to obviously get poutine and to get smoked meat sandwich, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion, is in Quebec. hmm Specifically, at a place called Pete's in Il Perot. Um...
0: What's Il Perot? I mean I know, I just just to clarify a, for the It's list. a place. It's, it's a,
1: a city. It's a yeah, like it's yeah. And it's um but there's also great poutine in a place called Rigo. Mm-hmm. And in Hudson, Quebec where my husband is from there's a little place called Sauve's that mm-hmm. has great steamies and What's that? W- what's a steam Wait, Is that like a clam? Oh my god! You went. You wrote a book on Canada, it's and a, you haven't had a steamy. It's a deeply this, flawed. This book. whole day, I'm not leaving. <laughs> 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 We're gonna. Everything I'm gonna introduce to you in terms of food that's Canadian is will basically just give you like a digestive issue tonight, and you'll have Good. cramps. But you'll be happy before it happens. Um, steamy is a basically a hot dog, mm. but it's steamed. And it has oh. shredded cabbage and mustard and relish. And I don't know. I've never had it I with do. ketchup, but if you want to be that kind of person, then put ketchup on it.
0: But that's that's a Quebec thing, right? It's not the same as a, a hot dog on, on the no. street in Ontario. No, totally it's totally different. different. It's totally different.
1: Yeah, I would have to say the funny thing about Quebec is that you know when people often bring up Quebec as wanting to separate potentially from Canada? In my opinion, when I go to Quebec, I feel that it's the most Canadian.
0: <laughs> I feel so. I think so too. Canadian.
1: When I'm in Quebec, I mean the food feels very Canadian to me. The um, you know the activities, the sports, everything that you do feels so what I would think to be is very Canadian. I, yeah. I feel extra Canadian in Quebec. So it's very funny when Quebec, when people, Quebec, feel separated or, or Canadians feel not connected to Quebec. And I just wonder, like, do you go to Quebec? Because you should go there because that's where all the good food
0: is. That's what I think. <laughs> I mean, I hate to pick sides or whatever, but the best times I've had in Canada have been in Quebec. Mm. Even I was just in Ottawa... And I drove to Gatineau, Mm -hmm. would that be right, Mm -hmm. for lunch. And I was like, oh, this is incredible. And then we were back in Ottawa. No offense to Ottawa. Beautiful this time of year. It is. but
1: Uh, You know what? I think foodies in Quebec are just willing to go for it, too. They're Mm -hmm. not going to hold back. It's just going to be the whole thing. We're just Mm going to do it. That sandwich is going to have enough meat in it for Ten people. Do you but, know what I mean? Yeah, like but this only is, one person. Like there's enough meat in the sandwich for a few people right now. Like but yeah. we're eating it happily. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this a controversial topic to start a podcast with?
0: Well, this particular podcast like is very controversial to begin with. Oh is it? Imagine. No. Um but a couple of big things is um the initial episodes. And though... Um, I think Will Weldon, who is on today's episode, just came out. Um, he's from Calgary, but lived in Toronto. But a lot of people complained. This may have been like 15 episodes released. And people oh. have complained that it's been too Ontario-centric. Right. And so I've been branching out. But then, he, you know, in my defense, he said... Forty percent of the country lives in Ontario, so I was like, "Oh yeah, I don't know if that statistic is." I
1: can hook you up with some people in other provinces.
0: Some Nunavut people. Well, Nineveh I'm going to fail teams. there, but I can,
1: I can, I can find people who connect you.
0: I've decided that's the last episode mm. live from Nunavut. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Live.
1: Oh man, I started to read your book and I've not finished it, but you're. Your chapter on Toronto really stressed me out, which is partly why I think I brought so much food here today, because I don't know if you had a really good time in Toronto. It was just like, he doesn't know, he's going to, like, you were having dinner on Ossington, and then... You got in a, a cab because I'm doing. I I know yeah. Toronto well, so I'm like, you know, you're like, oh, we went, you know, for dinner in Austin, then we went to Sweaty Betty's, which is like a twenty-five dollar cab across the city.
0: Yeah, I was you, charging it all back. You to just
1: went. Publisher. Oh, okay. <laughs> is, isn't that see? This is a very Canadian thing. I was like, oh gosh, okay. So we got out of the restaurant and then he took a cab all the way over.
0: Yeah, to the east
1: end. So that's a that's a hefty fee. I made
0: it up for it though in Quebec. City, I walked... My friend Carl and I walked everywhere in January.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, of course you're gonna walk in Quebec City. My goodness.
0: But that was, like... We almost died.
1: Oh, it was January.
0: It was January, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I had a great time. That's another complaint. The, uh, the Another complaint is people say I complain about how, much, how cold it is in Canada. But it is cold. Well, it is colder. Um... But you just have to
1: embrace that and you have to dress properly. So if you mm-hmm. didn't go and you weren't wearing the proper coat, if you didn't have boots on, if you didn't have layers, I mean, there's no way in the world I need a Patagonia vest today under my coat, but I have one on because I'm Canadian. Forced to have <laughs> You know what I mean? You just have to have all of those layers. So the thing is that if you complain about being cold in Canada, it's it's your own fault. Yeah, You need to have um your long johns you need to have layers
0: i did buy i did buy some long johns
1: good some do you have quality. a good pair of boots yeah yeah then you're fine and then you earn it it's like you're a prey day it's like a prey ski but you get to a prey day
0: oh, in I like canada that. so you're out all
1: day you're it's freezing cold you earn everything that you get
0: mm-hmm. in a
1: canadian winter you earn everything you get at the end of the day because you just like you just conquered it.
0: Yeah, and then you can just go for it.
1: Yeah, you just come home. <laughs> Lucy's... <laughs> Lucy, because we're just teasing her with all this Listeners are very
0: used to her uh, involvement in the podcast. I, I hope it's okay.
1: I love dogs. Oh, good. Oh, my gosh. She's I very have a dog. A- active. Yeah, I just feel bad I can't feed it's her. It's all right.
0: She's... This is nonsense. Whatever. So
1: what do, you, what do you want to launch into? What do you want to talk well, about?
0: Well, we... You're from the Hammer, yes. Hamilton. I
1: was born in Hamilton, Ontario.
0: Oh, but do, you didn't grow up in. Do you call, do people call it the Hammer? Or the Hammer.
1: No, no, no. It's called oh, the okay, Hammer. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: How long did you spend there?
1: Till I was 19, and then I went to school in London, Ontario. I went to Western. Oh. Yep. Yeah. And I've then. Been to London, Ontario. Yeah. It's a. It's Not a to good, brag. It's a good. <laughs> it's a good university town, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Hamilton. I don't know if I fully appreciated Hamilton when I was growing up in it, but now when I reflect on it, you become there's a there's a loyalty to Hamilton. I don't know if you've seen this in people from Hamilton at all.
0: I hung out with Hamiltonians last time I was in Toronto, and they seemed into it. They tried to get me to come to Hamilton, but I, <laughs> I put my foot down. Only, only, Oh, they were living
1: there. They were living in they Hamilton. They
0: were living living in Hamilton, and I politely said, y- you're going to need to come to Toronto. Cause, just because yeah. t- I didn't have the time to go out there. Yeah. But I have been there.
1: Well, it has – I'm going to – I don't know if this is true. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be people who are going to write in about all the things I'm going to say today that are like, that's not true. But I think it's, you know, I think it's the city in Ontario that has the most waterfalls, mm-hmm. something I did not appreciate growing up. But there was an like a marketing video or an advertisement or something that came out from Hamilton years ago. I haven't been able to find it since, but it, to me, this it, – it was something that I, I thought really – said a lot about Hamilton and people who came from Hamilton. And it was it was a marketing video about coming to Hamilton or something like that. Some sort mm-hmm. of thing that I think, I don't know who made it. But the first thing with these two guys, they looked like these two bikers. And they were like, you know, sitting in a bar. And they're like, you know, the thing about Hamilton... Lucy. ...is the people you walk in to kindergarten with are your pallbearers. bears.
0: Whoa. The bikers said this? Yes. And that was their come to Hamilton message?
1: Well, they were describing Hamilton. Hamilton is this, you know, people are super loyal. People are loyal to each other. Yeah. And I And I do think that's true. And I think it's because the oh, a huge amount of my friends were first generation Canadian. A lot of the parents were either from Italy or from Ireland, you were a loser if you didn't know how to make sausage. Um
0: I think I that stands.
1: You know, well, that's yeah, you, that's that's, <laughs> from, a, from that's a universal
0: truth. Yeah, yeah, you should at least know. You don't have to eat it. You just know how to make it.
1: For sure. Yeah. Um so there's yeah, Hamilton was a really great place to to grow up, which I didn't realize until like most things. I left it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then it took me years to when I go back there now, my two of my best friends, Lisa and Michelle, still live there. And I'm like, Oh, it's pretty good here. It's pretty great. Yeah.
0: I mean I to be fair, I was only there for about an hour and a half. But strong hours. Did you and get in a fight when you were there? I got in a real a real, <laughs> real dust up. <laughs> I went to Tim Hortons there not knowing that it was the birthplace of Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Hamilton needs more respect, seriously.
0: Yeah. It's, um, what else about Hamilton? Isn't, um, I know I'm wrong about this. Don Cherry's not from there. Though that wouldn't be a point of pride.
1: Is, he might be. Um, I should know this, I suppose. No, he's, um... I don't know why I dragged him into this. Well, because, you know, he's he's part of the national conversation right now. I mean, Now is he? he is,
0: but I, I didn't bring him up as his current, uh... I brought him up more as... Uh, he's from Kingston. Why did I even bring that Cause up? Because I think he
1: has a restaurant in Hamilton. I think that's what it is. He has like a sports grill or something like that in Hamilton. He
0: was saying... I was reading um, his autobiography, part of it, and then at one point I was just like, I can't. I, I had to put it down. And um, my publisher sent it to me, knowing... That I'd probably want to take a look, Mm. and um, but he's he had one his list of things to like have a big career was to open a restaurant. Mm -hmm. It was like it was like these things you got to do this, you got to open a restaurant. Oh,
1: that was his thing you should do to yeah, if you want to be like
0: a big celebrity. Aw, and I was like, oh, that's kind of charming that you should open a sports bar.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, poor Don Cherry. I don't feel that sorry for him.
0: I don't at all, but I mean, I'm. I'm when I speak of him, I'm. I'm speaking of the guy that I watched on TV as a kid.
1: For sure, you're a hockey fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So hockey night in Canada would come in all grainy mm-hmm. on cable. So I think it was that guy, not the, uh, not the old racist that he is today. Although, yeah. he was probably that guy. He's 85. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's his no up excuse. There. Yeah.
1: So you wanted to um, your grandfather is Canadian. I know you've covered this
0: yeah, from Clinton Ontario. from Clinton,
1: Ontario, and so um I kind of love how it's those stories like my parents are from Ireland
0: they're oh wow so you're first I'm first the real deal the real
1: Canadian well, I don't know, am I the real deal or I'm first generation Canadian? I mean my husband, who's multiple 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 generations Canadian, I feel like he's more he's really. He's very, very Canadian.
0: And w- so he's from Hunter, Quebec? Hudson. Hudson.
1: Hudson, Quebec.
0: Hudson, Quebec.
1: Yeah. We'll
0: okay. edit out that part where I said Hunter. He's from Hudson, Quebec. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's from, <laughs> he's from Hudson, Quebec. And his last name is Lege Motier, which is a... Oh,
0: my gosh. He's really French-Canadian.
1: Oh. Oh, I thought right? you were going to say you know some Oh, Lege no. Maudiers. No, it
0: just sounded French-Canadian to me.
1: Well... Fun fact: uh, Julie Legendre was Louis Riel's mother.
0: Who's Julie? His sister.
1: Ju- <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> um, n- no. <laughs> oh. Louis Riel. Wait, um, who? <laughs> who is Louis Riel? Oh, this is gonna. This is this is this is a whole other podcast in itself. Okay. He was. He was you know, what some would like to believe or should think that he's one of our founding fathers of of Canada. Oh, I know Not officially, really, I guess, but he is, you know, he he led the Red River Rebellion and was um, what some people, you know, say is the father of Manitoba. I think we can just say he's the father of Manitoba. Anyway, so Michael's family comes from um, Julie's brother, that's where the grandfathers start for Michael's line. So I say all this of like not having enough research around it, but mm-hmm. um, and I'm inspired by the research you've done, because I think you do when when you have a history in a country, you should find out how it plays out. So his family, you know, there's streets Lajmodi are streets in in Winnipeg. Oh wow! There's no Harkin. There's no Harkin streets yet. anywhere <laughs> yet. But um, my parents talked to, you know, me growing up as a kid, Ireland, they called... My mom was like, Ireland was the chosen place, was the motherland, was everything.
0: Where in Ireland?
1: My mom is from from Derry and my dad's from Donegal. Derry
0: is Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland, yeah.
1: And... um, so it's sort of like when I was reading your book about you being a kid and listening to your grandfather, so it's sort of like this so we I would you know we would go every two years and I'd be like Ireland, so it's still you know it's in it's in my bones whenever I go there yeah. there's a connection I haven't written a book and traveled across Ireland and, Again, yeah. and went to every pub, but this is not a bad idea
0: it's a great idea, I mean that's what you know for better or for worse my and Finishing the book, I realized it was there was a lot of drinking. Mm. Like some of the reviews have said, he really drank a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it, in my minor defense, what else was I going to do, like come mm. nine o'clock?
1: Well, who said there's a lot of drinking? Canadians?
0: I think they, people said, I, yeah, I personally drank a lot.
1: Well, Which did is you true. write your book? drunk like no. what's the deal
0: stone sober when i wrote it
1: so what but there,
0: no but it's just a night when you're trying to like be a fly on the wall somewhere where else are you gonna go besides to a bar well or a restaurant
1: i wouldn't i wouldn't absorb game. too much of that i feel like in many ways canadians are kind of like oh we don't do yes you do we all come on okay <laughs> sure you don't maybe some of maybe some people don't drink but like sometimes it's so cold you just have to
0: yeah to get to those long winter nights or summer nights, yeah. Or did you ski afternoons
1: when you were in Canada? I didn't.
0: The most active I got was I went dog sledding.
1: Oh, that's fun. Which
0: isn't that active. You pretty much just sit there. No,
1: but it's it's pretty classic Canadian activity. Yeah,
0: it was. It was that was in Quebec. Mm-hmm. I didn't even. This is the saddest thing. I didn't ice skate once. What? The whole time because. I don't know what. It, there was only two opportunities to skate, but they were both. Do you know how to skate? I'm one of the greats, from way back. Excuse me. One of the greats. No, <laughs> well, I, no, I, I skated from like two and a half or something, and okay. played hockey until like my sophomore year in college. Not to brag. Some of the varsity. Yeah, team. well, if you go back to Toronto, freshman year in high school,
1: you need to go to Nathan Phillips Square mm-hmm. and go skating.
0: Yeah, well, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'm gonna keep Canada in the rotation. If I don't, who will? I mean, a lot of people will. <laughs> but the thing is, like, some Canadians I talk to are like, "Why do? You, why don't you?" They were that like I'm like, "Oh, Canada's great," and they're like, "No, it's not." And then they start shit talking. Who? I don't want to. Oh know Oh my gosh!
1: what a Canadian thing for me to say. Who? Because you know what? I'm gonna fight them. <laughs> well, you can just listen.
0: You could just listen to past episodes of this show, and you so can you... see who.
1: People were shit talking Canada on an episode where they're talking yeah. about.
0: Yeah, saying like, "What's wrong with Canada?" But there's plenty. What of are wrong they with saying everybody. is wrong with Canada? Just like how defensive Canadians are, and like, but also like how. I love how defensive know. I got about, but no, so but I proved like prove them correct. <laughs> well, that's but sort of and and sort of being um, jealous of America and things like that, things that I don't agree with.
1: Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah, things
0: that I don't. But, um, but I think because I mean, part of the reason I like Canada so much is with anywhere that you don't live, you can kind of cherry pick and you can go in and enjoy what you want and ignore what you feel like and then you leave.
1: Well, it's like it's like coming to the US. I mean, it's you go every place you go here is completely different. Like there's, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to go to the Midwest and it's going to be the same as New York City. Like it's it's interesting leaving Canada. I moved here 4 years ago.
0: Mhm. Where did you come from Toronto? From
1: Toronto. I lived in Toronto and then moved here um, well, I, I commuted for the first year working on Full Frontal. Mm-hmm. And then I moved my family here three months before Trump was elected.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. We'll get into so that.
1: So I've only lived here under um, a Trump administration. It's so a,
0: It's a lot better, normally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so when you look... Well, I don't know. So looking at Canada, when I talk to people who... You know, sometimes I I I was to a Bernie supporter. It's like, you know, listen, this is this is what we should. These are all the things that we should have. This is, you know, we should have Medicare for all. There should be, you know, free tuition. It should be affordable. Do this. I'm like, dude, I, I spent my whole life, into well into my adult years living in your promised land. It's called Canada.
0: Well, that's <laughs> that. but the thing with I I that's what I always think of. You know, especially the the last election is yeah everyone not everyone, but some large chunk of America was just like, Bernie Sanders is crazy. Where's he come up with this stuff? And it's like, yeah, it's all happening. It's not crazy <laughs> at all. In no, fact, all- uh,
1: you know, coming from from Canada, I truly feel with my heart and soul that if there, if there isn't an equality in terms of like that you get to live, like just the basics of you know, I have a kidney stone. Oh, unlucky me. I should go get it out. That you should not have to, you know, lose your shirt. Yeah. That if you... If there's not a quality when it comes to to, to healthcare, I don't think there can be a quality at all for mm-hmm. anything. Because if you don't think your neighbor should live...
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Or, or should it, that your neighbor... And, and if you can't recognize that you had um sure maybe you worked your ass off great for you you have a job that has extremely good health care great for you wonderful maybe you were given opportunities um that other people didn't have maybe you grew up in a very uh affluent you know sort of home maybe you didn't maybe you were just supported not everyone got that yeah or so, maybe you're an artist maybe you don't have i mean But like in Canada, if you go into the hospital and you are, you know, I had my gallbladder removed and you don't go in and go, I have insurance, so I should get my gallbladder removed before that guy. Yeah. Who's clearly, you know, needs it now and they don't have insurance. So it's just it just it doesn't work that way. There's an there's an equality of it's fair. It's fair. Mm -hmm. you know and sure you might not i think that in many ways it's it could be better here because it's quicker and it's faster and if you can pay the money and you have great health care sure you can go get a colonoscopy at three o'clock today whereas why not you might (laughs) if you're looking for a good afternoon but in canada you might have to wait like if it's just a routine once a year or once every five years you might have to wait till april
0: yeah, but it's, I've never, and all the Canadians I've talked to, I've never heard of any, you know, because there's the argument here that some people make, like, oh, the Canadians, they're waiting in line outside. <laughs> you it's know, not true. It's not true at all. No one, I've never heard true. that from anyone in Canada.
1: It's not true. And the difference is, is that there's just so many more people here. And yeah. everyone's going to have to be okay with it being equal. Like that, it's okay for somebody else to have the same sort of cancer treatment that your neighbor, that you have, or your family have, even though they don't have the same amount of money. Like, it, to me, it's 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 insanity that a country that's this rich, yeah, that's this rich, can't figure out their shit around healthcare. Like, there's no argument, and I could, to be honest with you, have this argument all day long. You'll never convince me that it's that it's that it's that it's better.
0: Well, we're, the, we're pretty much the only industrialized nation that does it this in the world. Way. <laughs> like,
1: and it's you just have to be okay with being less selfish. Frankly. Yeah. You know. Well, that's what I And I'm sorry if that sounds really harsh. <laughs> well, no,
0: I, but but the thing is, I think people have to remember, like, in every country in the world, no matter how high the taxes are or whatever, yeah. Norway, Denmark, like, you can still be a rich asshole if that's your yeah. aim. You can, oh my like, gosh. despite paying all, you know, whatever massive... Taxes they It's paid. not
1: that much more. I don't know why people think it's so much more. I, I don't, it's not.
0: No, and you get it back. Like, everyone, and you get it it's, back. It's same all the same thing. Everyone same. I talk to in those countries is just like, oh, I'd pay more if they wanted. Yeah. Because you just get it back. And, and, uh, yeah. And a nice life. You're
1: you're, <laughs> you're, 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 you don't have to see. I guess here's the thing. I've had two children, and having those two children cost me zero dollars. If, you, as a woman who ha- is having a fucking baby, can I swear on this you podcast? Can okay, you if can you're having nuts. a, if you've made a human <laughs> in your body, yeah, that that everyone needs to continue the human race, yeah. The last thing that you should be worried about is how you're going to pay for it when it comes out of your vagina.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and
1: then you deliver a placenta.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So you know, I guess the thing is, I feel very um, Dave. You've we've already rushed into the topic that I feel most passionate about.
0: That good. Um,
1: I. Yeah, I, I. You should not be worried about. Oh my God, how am I gonna? How am I gonna pay for this? How How am I gonna? You should get a zero bill. That's the bill you should yeah. get. So Bernie Sanders is completely 100% correct. Elizabeth Warren is 100% correct. Yeah. And I do think this country should be fighting for um, for universal health care. I I think it should be top priority. Absolutely. Do you think it's
0: possible? Like Yeah. In...
1: It's America. It's America. No, I mean, <laughs>
0: I think it's possible eventually. But I feel like so many people can't wrap their heads around it, yeah, well... which is fascinating to me. Because it's in, it's. In, I don't know. I don't understand how people, you know, this this false argument of like we're, they're trying to turn us into socialists is like, oh, do you have a problem with stop signs and well, traffic is... lights and roads and yeah. fire department? Like, why are you okay with all that stuff That's that right. you're paying into? But the one thing that we were, is more important than any of those things. To be
1: honest with you, I think it's just a lack of understanding and it's fear of change. And I totally, <laughs> 100% get that. I moved from Canada to the U.S. where I, in three months... Yeah, in three months lost my OHIP, which is my, my health care. So if I go back to Canada, I have to use my healthcare from here, like my oh, extended really? health. Oh yeah. Wait, why
0: so you can't You lose
1: it when you move. that's the difference of living in the UK, you never lose it.
0: Uh-huh. You always oh, have it's your health care. Uh, yeah.
1: But if you leave thing. Canada, you lose it. You don't get to like just pop back into Canada and get a routine. You know.
0: Wait, if you leave, Ca- oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. So, if you move as a Canadian, if you move to the UK, would you then just use the NHS, or would you?
1: No, I don't know if there's like reciprocal healthcare privileges in that sense. <laughs> I doubt you know, I mean, it. Not like
0: put the whole, you know, Canada and the Queen Commonwealth. And all no, that. they
1: don't. They're not going to give us anything for free. <laughs> no, it's still no. You you you'd need a passport, and you'd need mm-hmm. to kind of go through the whole thing. But you'd still lose your your canadian your your health care mm-hmm. so you know i mean i get like listen i feel this is such an incredible country the u.s like i maybe if you you know if you had other people on this on your podcast that talked about being jealous of the states people make shit happen here they do it fast and they there's not a lot of no's Whereas I feel like if you live in Canada, you you get a lot of nos. You get a lot of I don't know if we can pull that off. But that's
0: do you find though? Because I always say this between the UK and in America, and because I you know I do a lot of comedy over there and stuff, and and, and then you have a whole team of reps over there. No, mm-hmm. um, but like when you when I talk to people over there about trying to do this or that they're like oh well see we can't no. Yep. no but then at the end of 20 minutes of them being like no no way and you yep. say well we'll just get it done though right oh yeah yeah we'll get it done yeah whereas in America it's yeah yeah totally yeah yeah and yeah. then it doesn't get done
1: and I think I would prefer the yes first I think I would pref- I, like <laughs> it's that's more pleasant in it's better with my personality like this America this America is good for my – I think this way of, like, yes first and then let's figure it out. Um, So that works for me. The speed to which things move works for me. And Mm -hmm. um, I can see how Canadians moving here would think that – would appreciate that. Um, Mm -hmm. People do want to make stuff here. They say – and they do say yes way more. I I do find that to be true. But, you know – there's so much to love. I do think Canada is is a lot more chill. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you easily could go to a party. I don't know now. But Like, there's a v- real division in Canada in terms of politics. I mean, there always was. Conservatives and liberals divided. But there seems more of a di- division than ever before. And maybe that's because I'm seeing it from... You know, south of the border now, and like, oh gosh, it's more contentious than I remember. But you would go to a, a dinner party, and someone would be a conservative, and someone would be NDP, and someone would be liberal, but it wouldn't really come up in the conversation. Like the you don't really have to when you go to a dinner party in Canada, you don't really have to say, hey guys, let's not talk religion, let's yeah. not po- talk politics, because it's going to be a pretty ballsy person that's going to bring those up.
0: Yeah. Those topics up. But I feel like America, like, maybe I'm delusional, but when I was growing up, I feel it was more like that, too, where it was like, mm. oh, like, you could have all sorts of people hanging out. It wasn't like now, where it's like, if you knew someone was a Trump supporter, you probably wouldn't. I have, like, two friends I'm, like, trying to get through this, like, and be friends with them. You like, have
1: two friends who are Trump supporters? I
0: believe. I believe they are. Um, I know one of them is, well, What do
1: they was. support about the Trump administration? Like like, what do they like the that same he's doing? Like,
0: stupid shit. Like, just like... Uh, I don't even talk to them about it. Like, before... I haven't talked to them in two years.
1: Well, you should send them this podcast. Yeah, I want to... <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, let's take a quick break from my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with Alana Harkin... And check in with our friends at Maximum Fun. Go to maximumfun.org. I love saying dot .org. It's uh, that was dirty. yeah. The first time I, I remember, the first time I heard .org, I was like, <laughs> I'm still that way.
1: Hello there, ghouls and gals. It is
2: I. April Wolf,
1: I'm here to take you through the twisty, scary, heart-pounding world of genre cinema on the exhilarating program known as Switchblade Mm.
2: Sisters. The concept is simple. I invite a female filmmaker on each week and
0: we discuss their favorite genre film. Listen in closely to hear past guests like the Babadook director Jennifer Kent, Winters Bone Director Deborah Granick, and so many others every Thursday on maximumfun.org. Tune in
2: if you dare.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a very thought-provoking show that deeply explores the craft and philosophy behind the filmmaking process while also examining film through the lens of the female gaze. So, Mike, you should listen. Switchblade sisters. Hey, I'm Anneke. And I'm James. And together, we are the self proclaimed Wonder Twins of podcasting and host Minority Corner. We tackle subjects like LGBTQ topics, pop culture, and untold histories of American POCs, like the true story of escaped slave turned pirate, turned navy man in the Civil War, turned congressman Robert Smalls, plus current events from our perspective. Deep dive movie and TV reviews. You'll also
2: get awesome book recommendations from their neighborhood friendly librarian.
0: Don't forget my award-winning Jennifer Hudson impressions And I'm telling you While never
2: taking ourselves too seriously
0: Minority Corner Because together We're the majority Every Friday here on Maximum, Maximum Fun. Fun And now we return to my delightful conversation with Alana Harkin From Hamilton, Ontario And Full Frontal with Samantha B. And other stuff too
1: well, it's you know, in some in some listen, if it's, if it's, in some ways you do have to avoid the topic if you want to have a good evening, and yeah, not, yeah, you know what I mean. Or yeah. but now it's sort of like when people say, "Oh yeah, my dad's still like he's going to vote for Trump." I'm like, doesn't he know all the other? I get, I, get, I mean, when I hear like the arguments of economy, I'm like, uh, what about all the other stuff? Like, how can you ignore? The the clear racism, like how yeah. can you ignore the big elephant in the room? Like it, those there's, there's, and, and I think that I, I don't know. I would like to believe that Republicans, there's many Republicans who have a s- extremely strong moral center. I've met them and yeah. I, it, it, I've met, I met many Trump supporters in 2016 around the first election when we were, we were going to talk to people and i do think about those people often now and i wonder how could you i i well, have your mind changed like are you still do you still think that he's the right person for the country and if and if they do i mean this is a democracy it's their it's their choice but like you know democrats have to come out and vote the thing that democrats right now in some ways and i'll get in trouble for saying this but There is a little bit of like Canadian going on with the Democrats because any like Biden puts no malarkey on the side of his bus, which is the most ridiculous slogan, which made me laugh. (laughs) I'm just like, don't you have? Oh, come on. I know you have people in your life who are younger that you must have tested this out on and said, you know, hey, kids, what do you think? I'm going to get a big bus. (laughs) <laughs> like a big tour bus and i'm gonna put no malarkey on the side of it, it, should, it just to let people know there's gonna be no mal- <laughs> like someone had to have said that's not a good slogan for the side of a bus
0: it should be like fuck this shit
1: it should be like anything that's not no malarkey so, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when, so that kind you know, that, that went out, I guess, like last week people were tweeting about it and everyone was like, that's it. We're fucked. It's over. I'm like, you got it's just one slogan on a side of a bus. There's still a fight to be had here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it should just like, I think, yeah, maybe, maybe the thing is like, just bombard with 10 other horrible slogans after that. Cause like. In the way that, like, with Trump, you can't, nothing, because, sticks, because you're like, well, there's 50 other things before mm. that. You can't even think of what happened a few hours ago, and it's just, like, dizzying.
1: Well, that's why people, I mean, they just, you, there's just no, yeah, everyone has to vote. Yeah. Like, everyone has to vote. That's
0: the only thing. That's it, the, that's the solution.
1: It is, it's, it's the solution. And it was sort of with, there was an election in Canada, um, Yeah. About,
0: a month ago, a month and a bit ago, I was there for that.
1: You were there,
0: yeah. And I, I, I guess just because I was there, I was assuming everyone in the world was following it very closely. Mm. And um, no, and then no I, one in the. I got back here and I was like, "Ghibli, this fucking sheer guy," and uh, people were like, "Who?" What you that
1: doing? does bother me. I do think that people here need to inform themselves a little bit more about the country to the north of them. Like, yeah. come on. Like, you don't you don't know anything about Canada? That's bananas. Like, to not even know who the leaders are, like, all you have to do is Google. But there's, you know, when I lived in Canada, the one thing I missed when I moved here was world news because I didn't find there was any world news. It was all just America, America, America. Mm-hmm. And it was bizarre to not have... CBC News anymore, um, because it's if it's not affecting the U.S., it doesn't really matter. That's that's the feel that I got. But the one yeah. thing, the flip side of that is that you know, my children. I was so worried about this initially because they are they started in the school system here, and right away they were coming home and pledging allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and and my husband and I were like, oh well, my, what kind of what whoa, this is moving too fast, <laughs> you know.
0: How old are they?
1: They are 12 and 9, but we moved here like three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know.
0: They're like blank canvases.
1: They're blank think. canvases, and they are, you know, an Ameri- they know so much about American history, and at one point, I was bothered by how much more they knew <laughs> about, And but then I thought, well, you know, hats off to the U.S. They don't. are not. They don't fuck around. They're like, you're in our country. This is what it is. This is you know. This is how much we love the flag. You should know about the history of the country. Whereas, you know, we have a li- We have that in Canada, but it's not as intense.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not as you know. There's no pledging allegiance to the Canadian flag at, in the morning before yeah. the school day starts.
0: Well, this is, you know, part of the thing with my book is that while, you know, when I was that age learning all that stuff, my grandfather was mm-hmm. like, no, Canada is the best. He was always sort of that's funny. balancing out, being like, no, 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 no.
1: Well, he lived there to what <laughs> age? Not that
0: old. Like, 20-something?
1: Yeah, but those are those are all your formative years. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, you know... And he was in Clinton, Ontario until he was 20?
0: No, and then he moved to uh, Winnipeg. As you do. Yeah, yeah. He moved to Winnipeg when he was 15 to work in a shirt factory. Wow. Yeah. I haven't gotten to that part in your book yet. It's all waiting for you. I can't wait.
1: (laughs) That's wild.
0: Um, Yeah, and then he went into menswear, so it all worked out. He knew at a young age
1: amazing. See, it's funny because growing up in Hamilton with so many Europeans around me at all times, it didn't feel like, you know, I'm in I'm in like Canada plus plus plus. It felt a little bit like, you know, there was people who were from from India and and Greece and it was just so multicultural, like it, that's that's the way Hamilton was and mm-hmm. I don't know, I didn't know anyone who was skiing. Or doing anything. Like, my parents would never take us skiing. That would be bananas. Like oh, really? Oh, my gosh. What
0: about skating? Did you skate?
1: We skated, but I don't have any recollection of my parents ever being on skates. Oh. Um, no. Nothing like that. So, I actually didn't... I moved to Vancouver uh, shortly after I graduated from university. Oh, and
0: why did you move there?
1: I got a job working at a theater there.
0: Oh, nice. And that's where you, you wrote a play.
1: I didn't. Oh, darn I wrote it. a play, my, but well, that's good oh, that you my, know that. No, I wrote a play years later when I was, was back in Toronto. Okay. But no, I was. I was
0: just taking a stab that that's. I don't.
1: Well, I was very immersed in the theater, yeah. um, which was that's very the only funny that with I the moved theater. to Vancouver. That is not the number one place you think of, like, for theater, is Vancouver. No. And so what was interesting, even though the Arts Club there is is an amazing, they have, like, three or four theaters now or something. They're, they've taken over the theater scene. Um, the theater that I went to work for is cl- closed. It was called the Vancouver Playhouse. And what I found was you were in battle against, you know, culture there or entertainment there was in battle against, like, gods like these mountains and you know why would you go to the theater when you can go hiking or you can go skiing or you can go and I didn't do any of that stuff growing up like nothing so I moved to Vancouver and I'm like well I'm here I'm 20 I guess I was like 22 and I'd never skied before so my friend Roy Yan was like well let's go to Whistler and my first time skiing (laughs) Was that Whistler? That's a
0: serious... I'm from Cleveland, so I don't know ski stuff. Do you, do you ski? I have been skiing. Like, if I were being chased by
1: mm-hmm.
0: Nazis, I could probably ski mm.
1: if
0: I had to. That's I don't know a, why. That's I, an
1: incredibly strange motivation to have to ski, but...
0: I saw, like, a movie once or read a book where that happened. I, and that's always been my sort of barometer for... When I would ski is <laughs> fleeing like a right, right, right fascists.
1: Um. So yeah, that's where I went. You know, I went hiking, grouse grinding it. I what's grouse grinding? The grouse grind is a really intense hike in Vancouver. That's basically climbing straight up a mountain, and this is what people from Vancouver do on their Saturday mornings. It's, and It Just seems for, to fun. for fun. I guess they're not hungover. <laughs>
0: No, They're I guess not. Pretty healthy. Or just powering through it.
1: Powering through it. And then, so yeah, I did a lot of, you know, outdoor Canadian stuff. That was my first real experience. Because I guess Hamilton's a little bit like Cleveland. Like, we didn't, I mean, you could go skiing at Chidoke, Oak, but that was like also the hill that you tobogganed on.
0: Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> you know what not I mean? Serious. It's not going to be a huge challenge. Um, but yeah, that's right. So I learned to ski at Whistler, which was. very intense experience how did it go it was awful um (laughs) i was but i you know i'm like well i i felt a little embarrassed that i didn't know how to ski at 22 and i felt like that is a rite of passage of a canadian like you know you need to know how to ski You, you need to teach your children how to swim and ski like you really should because what if they get invited to go skiing and they're like 18 and they don't know oh, how to yeah. ski it's
0: they don't want to be so weirdos. yeah i could see that yeah i can ski enough to get by to be yeah yeah like if 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 anyone out there wants to invite me skiing yeah i could i would probably say no right but i could
1: well i ended up marrying someone who basically wants to be thrown out of a helicopter on the top of a hill sort of skier
0: so oh wow that's serious
1: He's a very good. Skier. Wait, so what,
0: your husband from Hudson, yes. Quebec, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and where did you guys meet?
1: We met in Toronto. Um, he was working as a film carpenter, and I was starting my masters in theater at York University. Mm-hmm. And we we met, and then when I went to, that's when I really got to experience Quebec because he's so into. Even though Hudson is a very Anglo town. Um, you know, we of course we went to Quebec City for our honeymoon and things like that. And it's it's an incredible province. It's Montreal is the best eating Oh yeah. In the world. It's amazing.
0: I love it. The beer there's great.
1: But when I went to Hudson and I met his family, I'm like, oh, these 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 people are Canadian. Like they would chop down their fucking Christmas tree kind of Canadian. Oh, they were
2: f- very, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they
1: were they were super Canadian, all of them. They did everything, like, skied, sailed,
0: did hiked, did everything. They everyth- were turbanics were... all the time.
1: Comple- yeah, they all have vests on at all times. Um, <laughs> they look like lumberjacks, though. No. Um, just really outdoorsy, super outdoorsy family. You know, it would be Saturday morning after partying on a Friday night, and you'd look out, and you just could hear, like, <laughs> and you'd look out the window, and, like, everyone is up, and everyone's already raking
0: Oh, I was wondering, I was wondering what that sounded. It was, that's my sound turned, of raking. That's a good r- <laughs> that's my rakes, rake.
1: Bowl. That's my rake sound.
0: That's really good. So
1: they were, yeah, they were, you know, they're like, let's just get up and start raking. Oh,
0: wow, so they're th- intense.
1: super, you know, that's, to, they, They to me, were quintessential Canadians. So I thought, oh, this is a neat bunch.
0: And are they all still up there? Mm-hmm. Raking away? hmm <laughs> And then is your family in Hamilton?
1: Mm-hmm. They're in Dundas now. Yeah. Oh, I know
0: Dundas. 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 Isn't there a street called that also in Toronto? Yeah, yeah. that's that. I just know the street. It turns yeah. out. Do you know York University? If I'm not mistaken, I need to run a check on this. I probably shouldn't because this was really. We did a, the first ever live version of this podcast the other day.
1: Oh, how was that? Uh,
0: it went really well, but I. A ten-year-old, a, a father came with uh, his ten-year-old, mm. and they weren't going to let him in. And you know, yeah, I, uh, always I great defender of children. Good
1: I was for like, you. No,
0: let that kid in. Let him because in.
1: There's going to be lots of swears and beer and inappropriate conversation. And let exactly that child in. Exactly
0: what happened? Well, not intentionally. Um well, I started, with I made this voiceover that was supposed to be another person, mm-hmm. but it was just me pitched down, and they were swearing and stuff, and then the joke was that I would yell at my producer. Ah. Uh, Not the greatest joke, but that's A joke, how nonetheless. It was just some lightheartedness to start off with, so that happened, but it was already planned before the tenure, and I thought, well, I think if someone's... Dad is taking them to see... What
1: is that noise? Oh,
0: that's the radiator.
1: Oh, I thought it was an air purifier.
0: No. No, I'm What not. is that? Oh, that. Oh, you're pointing at...
1: What is this? I thought you were
0: referring is to the heater? sound. That is a fan. It's a futuristic fan. Oh my
1: gosh, it's so weird looking. It
0: is weird looking. I don't understand how it it's works.
1: It's very Star Trekky. I feel like it's going to suck me into another dimension.
0: Yeah, it's very... But it works. When, when fans need it. Um... Oh, so I'm just scrolling through. Uh,
1: what are you looking at?
0: There's a feces, a guy who is throwing feces on people. Oh, yes. And uh, I believe one of the attacks were at York.
1: Uh, oh, yep. oh, yeah. At it York University. It happened again at yeah.
0: Scott Library at York University. University.
1: Yeah, that's a rarity. There was no um, feces thrown when I went to school there.
0: I would hope not.
1: No, that's that's a strange, that's a very... That's a very un-Canadian story. Yeah. We don't throw poo.
0: No. it's it generally
1: just, a thing that we hold back on.
0: That's not by my experience. Mm-hmm. And plus, I, I, your mere mention of York University probably wasn't enough to warrant me pulling that story up. But.
1: Uh Thank you, though, for yeah.
0: (laughs) 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 We're done. We're done eating for now. So why not bring it up? But um, okay. So wait, what was I? So now I've now see I've derailed myself as always. But so your family is in Hamilton still? No, they're in Dundas. They're they're. That's what. Okay,
1: Dundas.
0: Dundas. That's how we got on this. Yeah, Dundas. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. Spadina. Yeah, and my
1: my friends. What one of my you know my other best friend lives in Ancaster, and one is in Waterdown. I go I go back there quite a lot. We'll go to Quebec for Christmas this year.
0: Oh, nice. Yes, it's quite to, lovely. To Hudson.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, do you, now so you've been here, and you've in, in for four years now. Yeah, and. And you've come at sort of the the most stressful... Mm-hmm. Apparently so. ...time. But... I have nothing else to compare it to. I swear. But <laughs> I feel like it will be this stressful moving forward for life, probably, because I sort of naively was like, like, oh, we're getting better as people on Earth, and then... And then these last few years, I'm like, no, it's just kind of been the same as always, I guess. But, like, it's a global fifth grade, I feel like.
1: Well, but isn't that how... I mean, it seems to me like it, this is a, it's going to go a certain way, and then it'll flip. Yeah. And then it'll be great, and then it will flip back. But from what I've understood from people, this is a particularly bad time.
0: It's bad. I mean, in my lifetime not to say I'm a visionary of any sort and I'm not I'm not glad I was right about any of this but I swear in like 2015 I was saying if Trump wins you're going to have Nazis just walking around mm. and people are going to be like yeah they should be able to do that mm-hmm. and just I mean it's always been the case that they've been able to do that mm-hmm. um but it's been like now just kind of like people just like uh, proudly Right. (laughs) It's not like six guys at a strip mall. No. it was what it seemed like it used to be.
1: Well, you know, though, I think that, like, although there was a, there was a a white, or no, no, it was a straight pride parade recently, and two guys showed up for it, and I think it was in Boston. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to remember, I just, it was just recently, and there was more people protesting than there were showing up for the parade, so it's definitely an issue it's definitely a problem especially across the country in other places you know in portland and but i think that it's also and i i know this sounds maybe too hopeful but i think that there's a lot of i've also had the opportunity to meet a lot of really great people from the from not far right but who are republicans and who yeah. are they want something different, and they think. I think a lot of people realize it's they're not going to find it in this particular president. But you know, I, 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 do. I, I guess I got lucky on the show that I get to go talk to a lot of people. I went to talk to these guys in Tanger Island. I know this is not about Canada. We're going to divert. Right. We're going to we divert back to Canada. We can go
0: in. Just the the fact that you are Canadian is enough.
1: Well, it's it's okay. I guess I would say. From a cana it from there is a Canadianness of being here right now that I do bring to the things that I'm doing (laughs) because you know when we when like I last year I was saying why Iowa like why is the first caucus in I like why of all places Iowa like yeah so I ask questions that maybe other people at the show have thought of before or. and it's always, you know, and some people have an answer for it. And other people are like, I'm not, not too sure. Or, you know, when I went to speak to these guys on Tangier Island, and it's a small island off the coast um, in Maryland, and on the Chesapeake, and the islands are all, they're all Trump supporters, mm-hmm. and in deep denial of climate change, and their island is disappearing from the sea level rising. But they refuse to admit that's what it is, and they think that Trump is going to come and build a wall around their island. And so, when we were prepping for all, people were like, "Oh my gosh, are you sure you want to go?" Like these people seem like they're off their rockers, and like they're not. They're just that we don't think the same way. So let's let's have a meeting of minds and see. And when I we went to Tangier Island, and I would say that if you went, I love these guys. We had nothing in common. In terms of what we thought politically or in the world. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they were lovely. They, you know, they were so sweet. Every time they would come by, because there's no cars on the island, they would come by in their golf cart. They're like, Alana, you okay? You need anything? Mm-hmm. You know, sort of salt of the earth kind of people that, and I was always trying to dig into, like, why you seem all of your, your, things you're naming that are important to you seem all very liberal in my mind
0: <laughs> like yeah. they're
1: so open and so um but a lot of it is if there's a if, if they're christians a lot of it is single issue voting in terms of abortion or gun laws or um but there's so many other topics that we actually quite agree on and i sort of and this is the canadian in me i hope That for 2020, that people really dig deep for voting and think like, is this what kind of country do I want? Mm -hmm. How can I vote knowing that children are being separated at the border and then lost in the foster care system? How could I possibly vote for this administration? Yeah. Why is this administration not forcing their leader to make change? what's going, you know what I mean? And and I don't necessarily think that that means that people should automatically vote for a liberal candidate because a lot of these people see, you know, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders as, like, way too far out there. Yeah. Like, just so far out there. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen, um, but I would, li- I do find that what I do bring as a Canadian is, like, this sense of, like, let's talk it out a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. let's, you know, a little bit of a fighting spirit, but at the end of the day, like, still let's be friends.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, like, you know, obviously, like, so much of the division is is just the internet. Like, when I go back mm. to Ohio and go into, like, the Trumpiest bar, mm. I can hang out and talk with everybody, and it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. And I it's not like I think, like, oh, all these people are awful.
2: Mm-hmm. But I
0: think Trump and the administration is awful. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: But, and they're just, you know...
1: But we have to be having these conversations, just like, you know, with the with the Canadian election that just happened. It was very contentious. And, you know, Andrew Scheer is 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 very far right. He really is. And a lot of the conversations around him were a little bit a little bit terrifying. Um, And people weren't sure, like where he stood on certain. We're very liberal in Canada, like whether you like it or not, we have we're we're super cool with same sex marriage. We believe that um, women have reproductive rights.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we believe there's a, there's a there's a moral center that we believe in fairness, which can also make us stagnant. Of like, well, I'm not sure if this is fair, so I'm not going to move forward on anything. But Mm -hmm. that's what I do love and appreciate. I know I'm being super general about Canadians because it's a huge country.
2: It's massive. It's
1: massive. And, you know, people who, you know, people in Toronto who think they hate people in Alberta have just not been to Alberta. Like, they've not taken the time to actually go meet some people and understand that there's people in Alberta who are fighting for climate change, Mm -hmm. you know, and they'd be surprising people. So it's a big, you know... Or, like, the, the West Coast is so incredibly different than the East Coast. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, did you go to... You obviously... I haven't got to that point in your book.
0: It's always. You went to the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, I went to Nova Scotia and Newfoundland. Newfoundland.
1: Did you go to Prince Edward Island? I didn't make it there. You didn't book make two. it there. Book
0: two. It's d- deeply flawed, this book.
1: It's where I had my honeymoon. I, well, my first stop was in Quebec City, and then we drove to Prince Edward Island, Nice. and we spent two weeks on Prince Edward Island and when we left Prince Edward Island driving over that Confederation Bridge my Mm -hmm. husband and I my new husband we were both crying we loved it so much I'm almost crying talking about Prince Edward Island it was one of those I highly recommend it even if you're not writing a book about it just as a trip because we like I don't know we're just excited that we had gotten married we were engaged for three years so everybody no one gave a shit when we got married because they're like uh-huh. oh fine thank god no, no i'm just kidding they did but when we you know got to produce you know you go out for dinner we're like oh we got married you know they're like oh oh gosh you know joseph send them over like people were giving us free stuff the entire time we were there <laughs> i'm not suggesting go there and just pretend that you got married. <laughs> but it is a good but I'm not gonna financial plan. Well, if you, you know, it's the food is great. The people are, oh my God. Maybe it is, maybe just island people that I love, like Tanger Island people, mm-hmm. Prince Edward Island people. <laughs> They're just good, good, good people.
0: Good folks.
1: Oh my gosh. They're good folks.
0: Now, do you think... and. In- this is probably an annoying question if I haven't asked annoying ones already. Do, do you think you'll move back to Canada or are you not? That's a very about that good amount?
1: question, Dave.
0: Because there's a lot of reasons. I mean, obviously, you're, and I'm not just saying this, you are a part of one of the best shows on television. Thank you. So, and I, I you can ask around. I say, people are always asking me what are my favorite shows. And I always say, Thank you. Full frontal. So there Um, So there's that But then You're in New York Which is fun
1: Oh my gosh I love New York I love New York New York is really I'm a If 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 I I'm a Canadian first And a New Yorker On a very close second It's in my I love it so much I talk about it constantly I'm always like I don't know There's something Something clicked in About six months ago Where I was just like, I love this place, you know. I'm like Statue of Liberty makes me weep when I pass. Really? Oh my gosh, I love it. I really do. um, I guess the thing is is that you know when I love something, I love it like with all. You're all in. I'm all in. That's why my uh, heart breaks so often. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But whether I would move back to Canada, I mean, moving from Canada was a huge choice. You know, we, I honestly fully nerded out and got my whole family to stand in a circle and hold hands and thank the place that we (laughs) were leaving, (laughs) you know, and, and say like all the things we loved about it. And again, I look like I'm, I'm going to cry again, but, and then when we drove, we drove into New York on September 11th and it was, you know, they light up the They have the two lights with the the towers, and it was really emotional driving in on September 11th.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Keep in mind, I'm also full-blooded, even though born in Canada, full-blooded Irish, so everything is intense. (laughs) Everything (laughs) is emotional, and... So, but the funny thing is, is that, you know, living here has become, there's so much I love about this country. Like when people protest, it's like they protest hard. When people are passionate about something, they go for it. Um, An election happens. It doesn't go the way you want. People still keep fighting. Whereas, you know, people were very passionate about things in Canada. And I feel like it, it died down quite a bit after the election. I'm like, what about all those things that you were fighting for, that you brought up, that... Are you still going to fight for them?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, if I was to, if we were as a family to move out to Canada, it would have to be, there would have to be something, a really big thing for me to move. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, because this job is great and the opportunities here are fantastic. But I, you know, I miss my mom and my dad and my sister and my nieces and nephews and my friends.
0: You can visit them. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I do, I do, I do all the time, um, and so that's, you know. But there's, um, it's a, it's a different, you know. I, it's a lot of it, like, where do I want the kids to grow up? Yeah. Do I want them to grow up here?
0: Or on the mean them... streets.
1: But is it the mean streets? I find people here are so no. lovely.
0: That's the thing. Yeah, everyone's so super nice.
1: See. People are always like, but in Canada, people are nice. They're the nice people. But the thing about New Yorkers, in my experience anyway, is that if, if they say, you know, when we moved here and people were like, okay, well, oh my gosh, you just moved here. and like, yeah, our stuff isn't here. It's held up at customs. They're like, well, what do you need? I'm like, oh, no, no, we're totally, because that's Canadian, first yeah. of all, to never ask anybody for anything. Mm-hmm. If you want to know what a Canadian is, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm fine. No, 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 it's but you're not fine and you do need shit. <laughs> Whereas I'd be like, no, that's impossible because I know you just showed up and none of your stuff is here. So what do you need? I'm like, well, you know, I okay, well, well, we're going to the grocery store. I'm going to buy you bread. I'm going to buy you beer. We're going to get some wine. We're going to leave it on your doorstep. And if you want to take it, that's up to you.
0: I like that. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it's like
1: this sort of like thrust upon you, Goodness of I'm gonna do stuff for you. I find that people connect people here quite a bit as well. It's like oh, yeah. you should meet up with so and so. Like Paul Myers was on your oh, yeah, yeah. your podcast, and and then he messaged me and he's like, oh, you need to do Dave's podcast. You guys, I'm gonna connect you. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you both an email. You have to do a hundred percent. You should be getting together. So I find that that's very. I don't know. I'm I love that part. I love that part. I've met tons of people that way. Um, so whether I would move back, I don't know. I really don't. Maybe.
0: You can't lose between New York and can't and the Hammer. No, Toronto. Or whatever.
1: Well, there's... there's.
0: I don't want you to go back. But, I'm not oh, suggesting it.
1: Thank you. I mean, it's, not, gonna ha- it's not happening anytime soon. But... Um, Sometimes, no, we talk about it. We talk about it every once in a while because there's so much that I miss about it, for sure. hmm And it is, you know, it's just like when you come into New York and then there's a there's a vibe here. There's a thing in the air, and it's true, there is.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I completely
1: believe it. And the same exists for Canada, and that vibe is way more chill. So you have to oh, be, yeah. which doesn't always work for me, um, as somebody who gets bored very quickly, So, Mm -hmm. but if you relax into that, it's really quite lovely. And you start making good art, and you start writing more. (laughs) Wait a minute.
0: Well, there's Mm. more. I find when I leave New York, like, I was just in Ohio for a week, I guess. And, uh, yeah, there's, like, a few more hours in every day. Mm. Even... If I'm just doing my own thing here or there, I'm like, oh. A few
1: more hours if you leave.
0: If I'm in anywhere else, I'm like, oh, there's a few more hours.
1: Interesting.
0: Like here, I'm just like, what? What happened to today? <laughs> it's gone.
1: Yeah. I, is it possible that time moves faster? And I mean, it does, it does feel that way. I think it's just because there's, for me anyway, there, I feel like there's so much more. There's so much going on. Like, there's just so much happening. So sometimes I think, oh, you know, if... If I was in Canada, it would move a, just a touch slower, um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to make get things made in Canada. It's hard to get shows made in Canada, uh, which is crazy because some of the best comedians in the world yeah, come out of Canada per, per
0: capita. Oh my god, it's like ridiculous.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, I could make a list of all the funny people I know, and pretty much. Most of them are in Canada,
0: so... And some of my... I, I won't shut up. I, I already... I think I said something you already about is Letterkenny.
1: Oh, yeah. That,
0: have you watched it? Yet? I have. You have watched it's,
1: it? Yeah, that's a real Canadian show.
0: I know. Well, This is interesting. Everyone I talk to from Canada says they can't watch it because it's too real. And it's... it's and granted, I haven't talked to that many Canadian people right. about it. But... Several of them, I've uh, just been like, oh, the, I know those guys. Mm. Not, I know those actors. I know those guys. They're like the oh, the, like for the, sure. They're like, I don't want to see those people portrayed. <laughs> like, I can't handle it.
1: Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I know Mark Forward, who's on yeah you were that saying, show, the, and the you, coach. You should. You should. If you ever go to Toronto, you should. He would have a blast with him.
0: I would love to. You should I, meet He's up. hilarious.
1: Yeah, you should connect with each other, because I think that he would have... And he's very... Like, he he would have a lot to say. Oh, good. I think you guys would be buddies. Oh, good. That's what I that think. That would
0: be excellent. Okay. Yeah, he's hilarious. Well, thank you. Oh, my gosh. For coming on. And thank you for bringing uh, all that poutine, and uh, I probably won't eat till, like, Monday. Well, I
1: didn't touch the second half of my sandwich, so... Give it to your girlfriend. Okay. I didn't even. Your dog might have licked it, but that's that's. <laughs> she's her, licked. Her call. I mean,
0: I. Her tongue is in my mouth every day. I mean, no. not intentionally, but just at some. We're talking about your dog. Yes, the dog. Every morning, we wake up and kiss, and somehow. I love her how now she's
1: snoring. She's yeah. snoring because she was so stressed out about all the food on the table, and got herself worked up.
0: Yeah, it's action-packed for the first part of every episode, and then she kind of brings it down.
1: Goes and has a full-on nap. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to reading the rest of your book.
0: No no rush.
1: It's quite enjoyable
0: and very oh. funny. Oh, thanks. I'm not
1: just saying that.
0: I'll leave that. We'll leave this part in. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and there you have it. My delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with Alana Harkin. Um, Thank you, Alana, if you're listening. Um, I don't know. I can't ever go back and listen to myself in any documented video, audio. I do eventually give in. No, I do. But, like, at first I'm like, oh. And so I don't know. Sometimes people don't. uh, So if she's listening, thank you again so much for coming over. And uh, thank you for bringing all that amazing food. And uh, thank you, uh, Chris, yes. for everything you do. Thank you. And thank you, dear listener. Um, we learned a lot on this episode, as always. Learned about the hammer. Mm-hmm. The Hamel the Hamil is Hamilton. You know this. Mm-hmm. Sort of as discussed, the Cleveland of Ontario. That's some rare air. That's a, that's a good thing. Don't disagree. With the those. hammer? Well, just being like Cleveland is good. Any shut fuck you? No, just kidding. Um. Anyway, uh, let's roll on out into the sunset. Thanks to you, Chris. Again, I've already thanked you. I'll do it again. Thanks to our friends at I'll Maxim- cut the first one out. So. Yeah, cut out so it seems sincere. Thanks to our friends at Maximum Fun for having us be a part of their podcasting and uh, multi-tiered. Uh, multi-pronged entertainment empire. Mm -hmm. Go to MaximumFun.org to find out more about them. Their new website looks great, by the way. Oh, fabulous. Um, And uh, what? Oh, listen to our other podcasts, Dave Hill's podcasting incident and history fluffer, or we'll be seriously enraged. Um, What else? Oh, did I mention? Oh, the holidays are coming. What a perfect gift what, the best gift you can get is Parking the Moose, my book. Out now. It's about Canada. It's the, honestly the perfect gift, I think, for all humans. I agree. Um, so please, if you haven't already, please grab yourself uh, several copies for you and everyone you've ever known in life. And um, you're, you're in for a real literary thrill ride. Um and have a lovely well. There's more episodes for the holidays, so I'm not going to say it's going to be one more. Any, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, okay, I guess that's it. Until next time. This has been so. You're Canadian with me, Dave Hill, and Chris. And say and Chris. And Chris Christmas, and we're not sorry. sorry. Yeah, and, uh, and Lucy's over here too. She's not Canadian she that much. I don't think she's from Tennessee. I'll that. Um. Fancy. Fancy. Fancy.
1: Maximumfun.org
2: Comedy and culture.
1: Artist owned, audience supported.